Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. And it's finally that time again. It is two days away, Boxhead, from kickoff of round one of the 2023 NRL season. I am very keen to watch some rugby league. Yeah, it's looking forward to it. Seems like it's rolled around pretty quickly. I think we spoke about that in the preview pod just because of the World Cup. And we've had a pre-season. Like we've essentially had two rounds. I know they've been pre-season games, but we've had sort of our appetite wet a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Um you know, New South Wales Cup kicks off, Jersey Flow kicks off, so we get to sort of start to have a look at the junior grades as well. It's all, yeah, it's a really cool time of the year. Yep, I haven't checked the QRL, but assuming as well that their no, competition... They're not, no, they're, they're on a different schedule week. this year, are they? Next week. Same as their 21s, their flag, uh, I Hastings. Know. I think they align those two competitions because the grand final... The Q Cup isn't this week. So yeah, week. well, I, their grand final day is usually like Cup where they have all that all built into one, so you can go on to assume that that's also... Um, a week away from starting, but exciting all around. Junior football's been going for a few weeks with the Matson Ball. Uh, the women's has been going as well. So rugby league as far as the eye can see. A couple of ripper games to kick things off round one. Uh, today, obviously, nothing to review or not a lot, a whole lot to go through. We'll go through more to do with what's happened in the week since the preseason challenge finished. There's obviously been some signing news, some talk about some possible changes again with the whole system as is. Had some people message about the the CBA. There's obviously not a lot to really add at this point in time with the CBA. It's all gone to ground and we're quite closed doors, but you hope it'd be sorted. Um, and the only other thing was a couple of rule changes that people messaged about. I, I didn't read too much in the rule changes. It was more interpretation stuff this year, more so than full-blown changes, which is nice. I'd like to think we'll stop tampering for a few years and just leave the game as it is. That'd be... Some That'd be some, great. Should strip some shit out. That's what they should do. Yeah, but essentially tonight we're going to preview round one give our tips and our thoughts as to how those games will play out, go for the odds, and we've obviously got our overs-unders, which has always been a part of our season preview podcast. Um, but we'll have that now because those odds have been released thanks to bluebet.com.au, and we'll go through our overs-unders and a little bit why, again, similar to our season preview. Um, we've come to that conclusion for those teams. So let's get into it. And this show brought to you by bluebet.com.au. There is no one better. Download the app today or visit the website Bet with a true blue booker who support us and our charity account, Sinclair Hyundai Penrith. Toby and the team there, there's no one better to get you moving. Visit the website, www.sinclairhyundai.com.au and their social media. And Penrith Solar Center, our longest running partnership that we have. Jake and the crew there, their showroom is amazing. Uh, go check that out. Give them a call, 1800 20 or visit the website, www.penrithsolar.com.au. Uh, the bargaining agreement, Brock, I know it's something you're probably not too interested in talking about, but your 
sort of thoughts around or you know much about it? I know a lot of people have asked why the standstill, what are the issues? Should it have already been done already? Should the NRL have done more early to make sure this is all done? Why is it, why is it up for negotiation every 12 months currently? That's what I'd like to know. Mm. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know too, too much about it. I think the players are pushing pretty hard. Uh, they're talking about striking. I'm not sure that they should be talking about striking unless they're actually going to do it because otherwise it just it doesn't hold any water. Uh, a lot of threats. I expect it to be, yeah, finalised and sorted. But in terms of the ins and outs of it, I, yeah, I don't know enough about it. I think the sticking point, the majority of the sticking point from my understanding is for um, compensation post-rugby league, mm. post-career. So it's not so much about money now. It's more about yeah. you know how they're looking after players and insurance and medical insurance for yeah. injuries or possible... Uh, I guess long-term injuries that come up post-retirement. Mm. And I think they want certain windows. For example, an Andrew Fafito who's just retired after a long-term career, he's got 12 months to sort out all the issues he has under that agreement. But apparently he has seven surgeries on the card, so it's not going to be possible. I can understand that for people who have served the game for a certain amount of time. Like Again, no offence, but if you've played one game or two seasons or only 20 games, I think you're only going to be entitled to a shorter window. I guess it's. But probably... I don't even understand how that how that happens. What if I've played one game and I end up in a wheelchair? Yeah. Well, do I not get compensation? That was the next part I was about to say. Yeah. But on the flip side, though, if you're one of these guys, like well, say, I, I think it's stupid for us to talk about it when we know nothing about it. We don't know enough about it. Mm. So in the end, it's not done. When it is done, I guess the finer details of it are being hashed out at the moment behind closed doors. But yeah. There, look, there's not going to be a strike, or at least it doesn't look like there's going to be a strike this weekend, which was probably everyone's main concern. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that the two parties can get together and nut it out. I'd like to think that the CBA now will go for a, a period of time before they have to renegotiate, because it seems like every time they renegotiate, it just drags on forever. Mm. Well, the big sticking points this time around were exactly what you said, more off the field and post-career. Uh, the NRL obviously threw out that number for the salary cap, which was nothing to do with what the players really wanted to talk about. Um, and then I think the other thing was what we just talked about before. Rule changes and things that are brought in place, like the fine system, this, that, and the other, that the players weren't even informed about. It was just dropped on their desk. So I think they've got to ride on that side of things to at least know or have a say when the game wants to make changes like that or impose fines or things like that that affect you directly. You'd like to think you've got some say in that. But um, it's all gone to ground, like I said, the last few weeks. Apparently, Peter Volandis has been more heavily involved. It was between the players and Abdo and the game more so, but... Seeing as though things have gone quiet, I'm going to take that as a positive sign that they're working really, really hard to get things done. So we'll leave that one behind. Uh, and some of those rule changes, the only sort of things, like I said, I've seen the more changes to interpretation. So a big one that we advocated for when it first started was obviously the 18th man now. It only takes two HIVs to activate it, which if you're dead serious about player safety, welfare and that, that makes more sense. Um, and in that example where we saw the bench cleared in that Parramatta Sharks game a couple of years ago, to think that, yeah, have to go to that extent to activate your 18th was crazy. Well, the NRL was the only comp where that existed. Yeah. Well, we saw it in all the junior grades. It was a different setup, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know why it's taken them so long to cotton onto it. No. Uh, apparently, the bunker is only going to be able to intervene now for foul play on reportable offences only. So, again, Things like that. Um, a full penalty now for the scrum for offside rather than a six again. So that's a thing, obviously, that they've cottoned on to teams. Happy to give that away as a differential penalty and not be able to take the two or do this, that, and the other. 
the 10 metres, both feet behind. Like, good luck adjudicating that. They're going to let a million of those go. Well, yeah, they're saying on trial line it's one foot, everywhere else it's two feet. Yeah, well, I don't understand. Again, we've got two different rules for two different parts of the field. Mm. Stupid. Uh, and then the other one was the call on the ground, which again, to and me... they're just making more rules for themselves. Yeah. The, the release call on the ground, which to me has never been clear or never been interpreted the same way by two diff, uh, two referees, was instead of the two separate calls of hold and release, it's now one call. And that's held, the release. Held, release is two calls. Now no. it's just held, release. Oh, it's one word, they said. One single call means that's over. But again, okay. the interpretation between two, yeah, I... Uh, don't know how that one's going to go down. And probably the biggest one, which is a thing we've argued, I wouldn't say argued about, we've been different at times, is the grounding of the ball. So now they're saying hand to wrist, no obvious separation in grounding actions will now be Yeah, you don't have to have control. Try. You just have to ground the ball. You don't have to have control. So we've got two different rules again. Because you do have to have control in the field of play, but you don't in the end goal. Mm. Cool. Yep. Uh, and the other thing, the last bit, which the first part was done, was the CBA for the women's game, which was done... Salary cap has been increased. It's going to go from 900000 up to $1.5 million by 2027. Minimum of 30000 now is going to get up to 50000 at that time. Um, you know, there's obviously some other things that were built into that and to do with pregnancy and other conditions, which you have to read into the fine print to figure that all out. And the last thing to follow that now that they've got their CBA locked in is obviously NRL, which we expect something sooner rather than later. But off the CBA, off those rules... Moving into what's been happening this week and a lot of talk, obviously, around uh, signings and people are indifferent about it. People signing before they even played a game this season, been able to sign 12 months out. The talk now is that after having a taste of both systems, that there's a push to go back to the June 30 deadline. Oh, the players right. wouldn't be able to sign with a new club until June 30 of said final season. Like, you know... I think most people would be naive to think the deals still wouldn't be done before that time, but I guess it allows who cares? a bit of room there. The players are obviously going to be the ones who push back on it mainly for the fact that now, obviously, this system signing 12 months in advance gives them a bit of coverage with injury, getting their future sorted, being able to lock something in. We've seen instances where this could be detrimental or vice versa the other way around where a club signed a player, they've got injured, and they're probably sitting there going, oh, bloody hell. But um, I don't think there's a perfect solution, in all honesty. I don't think ever, anyone's ever going to be completely satisfied but now that we've seen both sides of the system I'd much rather things just unload mid-year rather than having people sign in the off-season or before a ball's even been kicked we've seen obviously Stephen Crichton make that move Spencer Lenu's now already confirmed that or it's not been released yet but we basically know that he's going Redcliffe have already signed two of the Broncos players before a ball's been even kicked just throwing some more arrows across the bow there but I know obviously on your side of things you hate the fact that players obviously sign before they've even played a game or 12 months out? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go into it again. I think it's just... We're the laughing stock. Understand that. It's ridiculous. The players have got way too much power in this regard. It doesn't happen in any other industry, particularly a professional sporting industry. It just... It's, signing this far out just doesn't happen. It's amateur hour. The fact that they let this through, big mistake, and... The sooner they correct it, the better. Yeah, well, I guess it's one of those things, like we said, we've now seen both sides, but I'm sure the clubs would prefer that it was mid-year. Gives them a little bit more time to assess things as well. Um, I, again, it's one of these points that's going to have to be nutted out, I, I guess, between clubs, players, the game. But, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people, especially like you Brisbane fans, when you've had 
an off-season that's had a few question marks, talk around your coach, this, that, and the other, and then two of your most promising players have signed to go to your, your new sort of cross-town rob before you've even kicked the ball. Um, but at the end of the day, again, it's one of those ones you can talk about until you're blue in the face. Some people will agree, some will disagree, but it, there's no perfect solution. But let's talk about those signings because that's some of the, the main news we've had this week. Redcliffe, like we said, was going to be more about what they do in the next 12 to 18 months and two big blows, I'd say, um, and two really good signings for them and Herbie Farmer from Thomas Flegler. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're good signings. Mm. Well, when we're talking about, like we said, they only had eight but guys. But they're not... Like, now we're talking about not this season, the season after. So, yeah, they're, they're good signings. Yeah, I know. On, on face value right now, yeah, they're good signings. And that's what we're talking about. Well, yeah, but you're talking about essentially what they did last year and about what they're going to do next year. But like, we've still got this year. So they look like good signings at the moment. But what if, you know, Flegler comes out and has a poor season? They're not going to be able to rewrite the value of the contract, are they? So the value of the contract is based around now before you've actually even put in another season's worth. Like, Herbie Farmworth could come out and, you know, not, I'm not saying he's going to become the best centre in the game, but he's certainly got a lot of upside. He could come out this year and have his best season yet and then get to the start of the next contract and think, well, shit, I've signed for unders. So I think there's that side of it as well from a player perspective. So you can have your security, and that's what they, that's what this was all about, wasn't it? That, you know, I can secure my future. I think injury is the main advance, worry but, if you're but, at that but level. But is part of the game. Yeah. When did we ever It does get become... used against players as well, so it's a two-way street. I, I, I see that. both sides of it. But, yeah, but it, it also gets used against clubs. Mm. When players get injured, like we're, looking, like we're seeing now with clubs who have got players who have suffered ACL injuries and season-ending injuries or are out for long periods of time, the two at the moment that are in the media are the May one and the Crichton one where the Roosters and the Panthers are both seeking dispensation because it, it's used against the clubs as well. So, yeah, on, on face value, yes, they're both very good signings, but you want to hope, well, twofold, A, that they at least play up to the level that they signed, you know, what your, what your cap um, amount was for, for signing them. You probably actually you probably actually want to see, the Dolphins probably want to see these players develop on and, and be actually <clears throat> get them for unders, which I think is entirely possible, particularly with Farnsworth. Well, Farnsworth was smart. <laughs> he had a big offer last year. But you also want to hope that they, they don't get injured. Yeah, he looked at what Brisbane was doing, what they were building, took a year. That year is now this year, and put himself straight back on the market. So not only is he going to play with what he thinks is obviously a, a better situation to 12 more months, now he's already moved over there, and, and the talk previously that the money was very good from the Dolphins, so I'm sure it's no different now. Flegler had interest from Manly. They were in for him heavily. Seabot obviously debuted him when he was there at Brisbane. The Roosters, no surprise. They were in again looking for a replacement for Jared, which they ended up going to lend you afterwards, the word was they were trying to sign both, which would have mean I'd assume that they would have struggled to keep Lodge at the end of this year because he's also off contract. But Redcliffe in the end, get Herbie for three years, Flegler for four years. I guess these signings are more to the point of what we said the other day. They want to get the right players for what they consider the right price with upside and time left. So they've got those few veterans like the Bromwiches, your Felices, etc., to establish the culture. These are the sort of guys that are definitely going to be in your 17 rather than bringing guys in more so to wear a shirt for the next... 12 to 18 months where you transition juniors, pathway guys, and make these sort of signings. So um, in, in terms of two announcements, day back-to-back days before round one for the Broncos, uh, I'm sure Wayne Bennett's rubbing his hands together and he's pretty happy with himself right now. Yeah, so but, it should be. 
uh, other news. It's, it actually works perfectly for the Dolphins. That's the one team who I would say should have dispensation and should be able to sign players two years in advance. No one else should be able to. Mm. Uh, Jesse Raymond, we talked about in our preview. He had that experience where he was at the Sharks. He went to Newcastle, hated it, had some issues, wanted to come back. Didn't want to talk to anybody else. Done deal. Three-year extension at the Sharks, which, again, I still think there's plenty of upside in the player, like Jesse Raymond. Oh, of course there is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, He's played good footy. Good on both sides. Paul Turner, former Warrior, went to your, your mob, the Titans. is now got an immediate release. He's joined the Dragons for the rest of this season, next season, so... For them, they've got four spots left. They've got to fill them up somehow. I've always liked Paul Turner, um, but I guess when you're landing at clubs and club hopping and not really getting opportunities, like at this point in time, I don't think he's going to have a better opportunity to play some first grade. Mm. Going to the Dragons, because obviously they're standing near the bottom. Amone being on the no-fault stand down. I think Sullivan naturally should be the first one to get a crack, but with the way Hook works, it wouldn't surprise me if he picks him by. He loves going with older blokes, but this is really a chance for Turner to try and play some first grade. He has to find his way into a jersey next this year or next. If the Amono situation pans out and he, he's cleared, which, again, I don't know enough about the particulars, and if have got Sullivan out there, it's going to be very, very hard for him to play. And with Ben Hunt there as well. Yeah. But obviously at the moment, when you're in his situation, <clears throat> you're just looking to play some footy. So um, hopefully that works out for him. Broncos on the back of losing those two players, extended Corey Jensen and Corey Pakes for two more years, and they released TC Rabadi. And it really wouldn't surprise me, despite his indiscretions. We know how this works. Talented players always get a second chance, a third chance, sometimes a fourth chance. That if the Dolphins or anyone else would be sniffing around T-Sierra Barty as soon as possible. So, yeah, I don't know the stipulations. I don't know if the NRL have, you know, barred him, given what's happened, or because of his break. You know, sometimes they lock someone out for a bit. I, I don't know. But I have no doubt that a guy who's only 21 or so years old with the talent that TC's got, is going to find himself with another opportunity in the NRL. Yeah, but Brisbane have made the decision for them and their squad and where they're at that they don't want him there anymore. So he's been moved on. Uh, the the Lenu news, like I said before, along with Crichton, two out of the Panthers' uh, backyard again. And as we said, when you have that success, people come poaching players, but they've made a huge upgrade in Jesse McLean, the young kid who played in that trial. He was elevated immediately to the top 30 and extended till 2026. So he was uh, played in the Junior Bears there, um, the Blacktown Bears, and I think Doonside Ruse might have been his other club, and now 2026. So again, like they did with Tago, like they did with May, a couple of guys, they got in early, got a couple of years on the books, so they hopefully more, you, you're, like you were saying, try to beat that cap value, thinking of potentially what he's going to be in 12 months' time, and at least get some value for 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Um, and clearly they really like the kid, because that's a big move by them. And... Probably the last little bits of news, all of Oliver and the Roosters, who everyone's not happy with at the moment with the signings they've announced, but Dom Young, another one. All that talk like we've talked about before, again, about players going to some of these clubs because of the club, because of the coach, because of the environment, the board, and the other opportunities apparently took less than what he was offered elsewhere. Um, again, yeah, I yeah. think that's irrelevant. Right? People are outraged because yeah. just because he's moved, really, and it's the Roosters. And Newcastle, I think... A, Again, you can be as outraged as you want because you took a chance on him as an 18-year-old. You've had him there for three seasons. He's 21. He's coming to the peak of your powers. But when your situation's looking <laughs> like theirs is looking, where their coach is potentially going to be out the door, things haven't gotten any better, Like, how can you blame a bloke for wanting to go to a better situation? There's one thing that money can do, and then there's another thing, just losing football games or being constantly on the roundabout and never feeling like things are getting better. Mm. So in his situation... 
even if, if it is a little bit of a haircut, we know, like we said, the opportunities off-field well and truly will make up for that. Rep football and then just being in a better situation overall, which is why some of these clubs sometimes, I know they get frustrated, but you don't just lose your players because of money or other clubs. It's the general situation. If you've been there for three or four years and it hasn't got better, how do you expect people to want to stay? Yeah. So um, talk around the roosters, obviously, with those guys coming in is that this will be Maria Hargrave's last year retirement or potentially Super League. And then the other one that caught people's eyes today, Dylan Napa in on a training trial. I'm going to be playing New South Wales Cup. So release from his contract in the Super League. Back around the NRL, I'm sure his manager would have shot him for a ridiculous price. No one's bit. Would not be surprised at all if he found his way in there somehow, if he played some good football during the year and would be a super cheap option for them at this point in time, given the way things have panned out. Yeah, it gives good value. So that's obviously if he plays good football or... Shows any semblance of being any use to them, but um, given the fact they've already got some injuries and their check had passed the last few years, I'm sure they're pretty happy with the way that situation's panned out. Yeah. So there you go. Bit of news around the signings and what's been going on. Jumping in to preview round one. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. There is no one better than the true blue bookie. Download the app today or visit the website. Our charity account is back, Boxhead, and you'll be able to find on the app every single week, the Blue Bet app, the fifth and last best bet of the week. So we have to formulate something every week. It may not be the same as the charity bet, but it can be a multi, it could be a single, but you'll be able to find us um, in the Bluey specials on the Blue Bet app, which yeah, is nice. great. Yep. Um, so looking forward well, to that. Well, your bet, not mine. Yeah, cause obviously, because you're out of uh, things with your coaching side of things, but that's cool. So yep. if you are... Supporting Bluebet like they're supporting us and our charity account. Have a look each week. Hopefully, we can uh, find a bit of cash for each other's pockets, which is always the goal. And then the charity bet, obviously, we want to put some cash in for a good cause. But the biggest thing that caught my eye before this round, one, is just the sheer amount of injuries before we've even kicked the ball. Mm. Um, I had a friend of mine messaging me today just going, what's going on? I just looked at Melbourne, and they've got nine of their top 30 unavailable. I've looked at Parramatta. There's six or seven names. Like, how has this happened? And pretty sure we've spoke about this before. We've gone... COVID, compressed season, origin, full season, grand final, World Cup. Like We've basically compressed three years of football back-to-back-to-back to back to back with pretty short turnaround. Mm. So there is a lot of guys that have played a lot of football in this World Cup in particular. A lot of people went and represented. So I know that's not the only factor. Some of those injuries have carried on from last year, long-term injuries. But I don't think I've ever seen so many names missing before a competition's actually kicked off. Yeah. Like we're talking yeah. today, Thompson hurt for the Bulldogs. <clears throat> yeah, I, don't know. I, I just you know? it feels that way. I think there's probably more media coverage of injuries. Oh, I just generally myself usually you look and you're excited to see, but I was, some of the teams look like a mid-year team. Yeah, but I'll, origin, go, I'll go back you know? to what I said. You know, at the start of our preview podcast, they haven't had a long break. No, and last year was a long year, and they played a lot of footy, and they haven't had a, a significant break, and then now they've had a compressed preseason. I think all of that plays a part in players getting injured. Some of them are probably, yeah, their body needed more of a rest. Mm-hmm. And then on you know, the other end of that is that they come in and then the strength and conditioning coaches want to get them up to speed as quickly as possible because round one's a shorter period of time away, which means you fast track your training. Mm. And then you get guys going ping in that regard as well. So I just think there's a a multitude of circumstances which have sort of aligned to cause that rise in injuries. Yeah. Well, you've got your situations like a you know a Xavier Savage or a Lane, which is just that football accident yeah. or Walsh where you fracture your face, but big names nonetheless. But 
then you got the flip side of that with soft tissue or strains and, you know, Tavita Pangai, Luke Thompson out today. Hines has got a calf injury. He's out this week. Gagai's under an injury cloud. Um, you know, Josh Schuster had the calf injury. Melbourne are missing Sims, Ola, Seve, Aramaya, Tui Katal. Like, there's a lot of quality players missing. And even the team like the Dragons, I know we're not talking about their hopes up, but they'd be happy they've probably got the buy this week because DeBell and Bird weren't available. Ramsey's out for the rest of the season. Amono's on the no-fault stand-down policy. Like, there's just... There's a bit of quality across the comp, and the Roosters this week, no Manu, no Maria Hargraves. Watson's obviously looking like six months. They're still not sure. Satili, and then the Crichton situation. So there's a lot of quality players missing before this competition's even kicked off. Definitely. So let's jump in and have a look at the games, thanks to bluebet.com.au, and we'll give our tips and preview round one of the NRL. And things start off with the Storm up against... The Eels at uh, Combank, is it called now? Combank, yeah. It's changed a few times. I'm not up to date with that, but as we've talked about before, lots of changes on both sides here. So, Wanga Blake has recovered from injury to join Penasini in the centres. Simonson is on the other wing. Sean Russell is going to be missing for a week or two. The halves, the grand final pairing. Uh, you know, that new hooker situation with Hodgson. Interesting to see him, but the back row completely new with Lane being injured. Um, and the off-season talk around some of those players fighting for positions. Brad Arthur's gone with Bryce Cartwright, Matt Dury. Hopgood is in the 13, um, starting. And then on the bench, he's got Mamasia, Murchie, Wira McGregor, and Makatoa. But I, I dare say in Jersey 18, Jake Arthur, he'll pull a last-minute switch for one of those guys. You would think so. But the back row sort of surprised me. I thought Murchie would probably be in the driver's seat, even if Lane was there to have first crack on Mama there, but I definitely didn't see Dury being the one up there. But now that he's gone with Dury and Cartwright, that really surprises me because mm. he was basically off Cartwright altogether last year. Um, he's back off a facial fracture as well, so interesting. But uh, on the flip side of that, Melbourne also some faces missing. The spine quite solid, but meaning obviously has to plug in there for Pappenhausen. Will Warbrick gets his debut on the wing with the injuries they've got. Young Tunnel Appears covering in the centres as well. Due to injuries, the front row, very good. Harry Grant, Nelson, Welch, and completely new back row with Liero getting a start along with Eli Katoa. King at lock. And the bench is Wishart, McDonald, Lewis, and Grant. So, again, pretty uh, pretty surprising, but that's, you know, Penne's injured, Eisner's injured, Sims, Tui, like we said, a lot of guys missing already. So, I think for both these teams round one, uh, it's going to be a tough clash. But what do you reckon? I, I'm sort of looking at both sides here and going, well, maybe like the bench of Parramatta a little bit more with the middle rotation, just with what Melbourne's got. Uh, but at the same time, I guess, on the Melbourne side of things, I'd much prefer Liero and Eli Katoa compared to the back row on the other side. Yeah. So, and Craig Bellamy's never lost a round one match. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm going to go Melbourne. I look at Melbourne in these situations and just think, kick, defend, scrap, and do what they have to do. And they'll do those little things right. And then you're going to hope that Hughes and Munster can weave some magic. You've got Harry Grant roaming in the middle of the field. Meany's basically spent the whole preseason there, so you think that would be a better situation than last year where he sort of was in and out, playing the centre's wing, 5-8 all over the place. Um, but the one I'm really looking forward to seeing, I like Liera a lot, but I, I really think Katoa could end up being a good signing and somebody that finds his potential playing at Melbourne. Yeah. So, tough one, um, but 
Tip-wise, very, very close, but I'm going to stick with Melbourne. I think this will be a great game, though. Yeah, me too. So you're on the Storm? Sure am. And the odds with that one with bluebet.com.au, 2.15 outsiders are the Eels. The Storm, $1.70, minus 2.5 is the line there. And for the first four rounds, they have an early payout for NRL games. They'll pay out head-to-head. Bets if your team leads by six or more at halftime. Get paid out, win or lose, if you lead at halftime by six or more head-to-head. Maximum $100 winnings. Uh, moving on from that one, early Friday game is the Warriors back at Sky Stadium in Wellington. So they're not at Mount Smart to start off up against the Newcastle Knights who have had heavy turnover. Miller plays his first game in the one, Hastings in the seven, to join that new spine with Ponga. Now moving into the halves. Uh, Gagai is out. Tawala is going to be playing in the opposite side to Bradman Best in the forward pack. No real surprises there. The Safidis, Frizzell, Fitzgibbon. Thought maybe Hetherington or Elliott, but they're both coming off surgeries and injuries. So, um, you know, maybe limited minutes there. And man at lock. But on the flip side of that, the Warriors, obviously Metcalf struck down. Tavaga missing the first few games. But Tamari Martin is the first person to partner. Johnson of the halves, Nickel Klukstad at the back, Willie Arme ended up winning that centre jersey alongside Adam Pompey. And the forward pack, Jackson Ford, who came over from the Dragons, gets a start in the back row with Murata Niakore. Tohu Harrison, Mitch Barnett against his former club, has now moved into the front row. Um, with the bench for them being Dylan Walker, Bunty Ofoa, Josh Curran, and Tom Arley. So looking at that, probably wouldn't surprise me if at some point there, Walker come on as like a roving 13 and they push Tohu in the middle. He's already playing in the middle, but more up to a prop. Um, Arlo and Bunty obviously play prop. Curran gives you a bit of flexibility, can play back row, play middle as well. But for Newcastle, obviously, everyone's more interested to see how that spine goes. Yeah, well, we saw how the spine went in the trials. It didn't look great. And I've stated before my concerns about just defensively how that spine is going to go. You've got Braley returning from a long-term injury and you've got Lockie Miller who hasn't really played any first grade. So there's a lot of question marks over both teams. I'm going to um, I'm going to tip the Warriors because they're at home and I just expect that you know first competition game back in, in New Zealand for uh, 2023. I think they'll be primed, new coach, ready to go. Uh, I expect them to get the chocolates. Yeah, I'm going with the Warriors as well. Uh, again, I didn't watch much of Newcastle um, coming through the preseason side of things. I think Hastings, Ponga is probably the thing I have the most interest in. I know Miller's going to be busy around the football. I know Brady's going to work with that forward pack and manipulate the ruck and do his job and give good service, but just really interested to see Ponga because it seems like he elevates every time the bright lights are on. But for Newcastle and in most of these club games and now being parked on one edge of the field, it's all well and good to say, oh, yeah, he'll pop up in the same positions, he'll do the same things. But I think the only thing I really did see in the limited parts that I saw in the trials was the main thing that worries me, him defensively, and how that's going to go. Because I think there's going to be plenty of traffic heading his direction. Well, there will be. And just try to absolutely break the bloke. Um, so that's probably my biggest question mark with him. Early doors. Um, it's not what he can do with the ball, because I'm sure Jackson Hastings and these guys will set him up and put him in advantageous positions, but just him defensively posted up there on his own. Making 30, 40 tackles a game. Enjoy. So that's going to be a real point of interest. But with bluebet.com.au, $1.51 favorite are the Warriors. The Knights, $2.55, minus five and a half 
is the line there. And then Friday night, Panthers home at Blue Bet Stadium against the Broncos. Uh, Dylan Edwards returns after missing the World Club Challenge, as does Liam Martin. Scott Sorensen also on the bench. Sonny Luke on the bench. So all the guys they had under a cloud they had any worries about, they are all back in the team. So they'll have that hooker rotation, have their set starts back in place, and they'll feel a lot more secure on that right edge with Martin. The Brisbane side of things, uh, in terms of changes there, Walters pretty much settled on what he thought, except Walsh with that facial fracture. So Cobbo moves back to fullback. Jesse Arthurs comes into the wing. Pakes has earned him a spot on the bench. Uh, he's starting his young bloke, Billy Walters at nine. Corey Jensen is also starting with Payne Haas. So the bench is Flegler, Tapau, Palacia, and Pakes. So plenty of speed and footwork there for that forward pack. Uh, I think big questions probably this year on a guy like Jordan Ricky, who we're waiting to see if he's going to take the next step after showing some potential. But I think the big question mark also coming to this one is around... Reynolds missed the last trial, had an ankle problem, had a back problem, apparently hasn't trained yet this week, so interested to see if he makes the trip, and if he does, similar deal. Uh, I just think they're going to absolutely attack him. So for Penrith off the back of that disappointing result in front of their own home fans the other night, I know players were missing, but they would be filthy with that result. So I think they'll be looking to start things off with a bang at home at Blue Bet in front of the Penrith fans. Yep. Um, Yep. Nathan, Jerome, all those sort of guys. I think, you know, Moses... They got the best of him. I thought Fish was quiet. I think a lot of these guys will be stinging. People have already been talking about Garner and all these guys that have come in that it's not going to be the same and it's going to be underwhelming. Uh, I, I think they're going to want to make a statement round one. Yeah, yeah. well, they're bringing the trophy home, essentially. It's their first mm. competition game since winning back-to-back titles. You don't want to lose your first game at home. No. And they rarely lose at home. And we're going to get to see that mm. rotation that we talked about. Kenny, Luke, oh, for me, it's got to be minimum. 30 minutes, Kenny, 50 minutes, Sony. If they can stretch it further, move him around like you talked about defensively in the line and hide him and try and protect him so he doesn't get isolated or you know channeled in a lot of traffic through him. Um, and Taruva gets a start on the wing. There was talk that the young kid, McLean, would get a debut, but they've gone with Taruva, who is obviously a very, very busy man, works his backside off, will certainly help out of the backfield there in replacing Taylor May, who's out for the season. So, solid-looking team for the Panthers. Is that your tip as well? Yeah, I'll be going the Panthers. So both on the pennies. Interesting to see also Collar just 80 against a team like this where you know they're going to be just sweating on him at every chance they can and working him over and making him bring it back out of uh, the backfield. He's obviously talked about how he wants to play fullback. In the games that I've seen, he's plenty impactful, but it's just more having the gas to be you know involved in the game for 80 minutes. So yeah. he's going to have to be plenty involved in this one and no better way to prove your point if you want to play that position. But... The Panthers with bluebet.com.au are a $1.20 favorite. The Broncos, $4.50. Minus 12.5 is the line in that one. Early Saturday, Manly, home with their new regime and a fresh start with the 3 p.m. kickoff at Brookie or Four Pines, whatever it's bloody called now, up against the Bulldogs, who have been bitten with a bit of an injury bug in the forward pack. Turbo, he's been named. He has passed his final fitness test. KO weeks after that impressive preseason, he'll be... On the bench as the utility, Cooper Johns is in for Schuster, who they hope will be back after their round to buy. Brad Parker, good to go despite his broken nose. Trebojevic has been pushed into prop, and Aloye, uh not very involved in the two trials. He is on the bench with Bullimore and Ben Trebojevic. No surprises, their back row looks very good. 
Croker, who missed the whole preseason, is in there at nine, and I'm excited to see these dynamic edges we talked about in our season preview. You've got, yeah. I know Schuster's not there this week, but when the time comes, obviously, big left hand side with him and Kelmar. Then on the right there, you've now got Olakawatu, who's got Cooler playing outside him, who looks like he's ready to go to another level. Turbo playing off the back of that, playing some good football edge to edge, and probably the big thing I took away from that last trial as well, they looked a lot better defensively, and I'm, mm. I'm assuming Flanagan. Um, has had a big part to play in that as well, being part of that staff now. Absolutely. So, very interested to see them go around and, and Cherry Evans and Johns, how they work together for the Doggies. Like we said, Thompson taken off the field today. Don't know the extent of that one. Pungai Jr., not available. And Patola, the young man who's played some games, he's not available either. Perham gets first crack at the fullback. Paul Alamotti will get his NRL debut. I'm pretty sure it's his first game. Karaz and Addo Carthorne. I think he played last year. He debut? Yeah, started last year, I think. I couldn't remember if he got a game. I thought he was injured all last year. Yeah, I think he played. I'll have to look it up, but I thought it might have been his first. But he's in the centres with Jake Avarillo, Burton and Flanning in the halves. King is going to be in the front row of Ryan Sutton. Mahoney at nine. Kick out for Talamara are the back row, and New Brown has been promoted to starting 13 um, with what? has sort of transpired, and they've got an unlikely debutant in Jaden Tanner, who I, I didn't even know was in their top 30. I thought he was on a training trial and maybe on the outside, but he's playing this week, along with Corey Riddell, Franklin Pelle, and young Jacob Preston, who moved from the Roosters, is getting a debut round one after a great off-season. So, good opportunity for him, but... Yeah, one game, one try. Okay. Which game did... When did he debut? 2022. It was the back end of the year, was it? Maybe I forgot. No, I think it was... Early. I thought he was injured at the start of the year and they had to wait. Early. Yeah, I can't find the game. Yeah. Just oh, keep well. going and I'll tell you. Oh, good. Um, but for this one, for me, I think those outs in the forward part, we talked about it in the preseason preview, literally talking about those two names in particular, Thompson, Pungai, injury suspension, they're both injured. So that obviously doesn't help, but those guys are, are not available. I think they're a bit light on in that regard, coming on against this forward pack. You know that Jake's going to play big minutes. That back row, Kepi will play big minutes. Trebojevic, Bulma, Aloe will work their way in there somehow, Paseca, etc. Um, I think Manly, at Manly. And if it's good weather, I don't want to say it's going to be a big score, but I think they could win comfortably first up. Yeah, well, they could. No, I don't yeah. think he has debuted. Hasn't? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I thought he no. was injured last it year. Must have been a trial. Late, he uh, obviously got a bit of a look in the cup scene, but... Yeah, I think for the Bulldogs, big pressure here. Yeah, um, no, he, he hasn't. Definitely hasn't. Yeah, there you go. So it's his debut. Except for his debut this weekend. Yeah, there you go. So big pressure here, I think, on your halves to deliver, how that pans out early in the season. I think Kikau's going to see plenty of football. They're going to rely on him a lot, considering what they're missing in the middle. Um, and it's now time for Burton, I guess, to step up and take a bit more control. This is season number two, away yeah. from the Panthers. That's not his go, though. That's... I know it's not his go, but they've paid him marquee money. Yeah, He's well, in the halves. I don't not, think they're going to lean on Flanagan. Flanagan. It's Flanagan's job. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think they're going to lean on Flanagan all the time. Like, at some point, Burton's going to have to do a little bit more. Um, yeah, that's know, not him. So I know Marnie's going to do a lot more from dummy half, and he's a talker, and he can control things a bit. Um, and then just Perham, very interesting to see how Perham goes there. Obviously, big raps when he was in the Warriors system. Did play a lot of first grade when he was at Perham, had a handful of games in the outside backs, but um, he gets first crack at number one. So, mm. interesting, but... Both on the Eagles? Yeah, mate, yeah. And you guys are obviously there early. Yeah, we were there before that. So if anyone's interested, uh, Blacktown will be on at 12.40 on Fox. Yeah, If Fox you're not sure. going. Yeah. TV game this week for the New South Wales Cup. 
And the odds for Manly with bluebet.com.au, they're a $1.57 favourite in round one. Two forty, the doggies minus four and a half is the line there. We then travel to North Queensland, the Cowboys up against the Raiders and for the Cowboys. Tamau and Gajewski are on to the bench for their new faces. Hess is going to fill in that back row spot after a couple of years of playing in the middle, seeing as though Gilbert's moved on and obviously Luciano and Lukey are currently unavailable. Um, and I think Tommy Gilbert is the only one who's not in the starting 13 from last year in that prelim. Yeah. So they're in a very, very strong situation. Drinkwater, Felt, Holmes, Hiku, Tulagi, Deard and Chad, you know, Cotter playing in the middle there. We know about Nanai. Um, I think Hess will do a fine job covering up there until they get Lukey or, or Luciano back. And then on the bench, I thought Griffin was outstanding last year in the job yeah. that he did. So looking forward to seeing his growth. Tamiya, great sort of veteran value at the back end there. But for the Raiders, an interesting reshuffle. They had to talk during the week about Rapana being there. Rapana apparently told Ricky Stewart he doesn't have the legs or he didn't want to play fullback anymore at 33 years of age. So thought they might have looked at a, a Smith Shields or maybe somebody else or Kotrick, seeing as though that was his goal a few years ago. He really wanted to play there. But Sebastian Chris will be playing fullback for the Raiders. Uh, on the wings, Kotrick and Rapana. And Harley Smith Shields moves into the centers along. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Alongside Matt Timoko, uh, Whitener and Fogarty start the season together. And the other big out was Papa Lee. I think he had a calf complaint. So Sami Solo from Newcastle. Big opportunity starting front row. Week one, Denny Levi gets to start at nine. Tarpany in the front row. Hudson Young, Whitehead and Harrower and I are the third end of the bench. Starling, Horsberg, Gula and Mariota. So uh, I think this is a big ask to go up there round one especially with that whole fullback and a bit of a reshuffle and then no Papaliti. Yeah, I okay. agree. I think the Cowboys uh, definitely be too good for him. And it's it's a hard time of year when you go there the first few rounds of the heat. It's still a big thing. Again, I'm not Tim Bailey, so I don't know the weather, but it's always very muggy this time of year. Well, it's, yeah, it's and humidity, isn't it? No offense to the Canberra fans, but you like to play that loose brand of football. You like to push second phase. I think errors, a bit of fatigue, and maybe having to rely on a few guys. Uh, for bigger minutes in the middle in solo, Mariota, etc., to be part of that rotation might be a little bit too much to bite off for the first week. So you're on the Cowboys as well. Yeah. Mate. And with bluebet.com.au, no surprise, they've shortened into a dollar thirty-seven, three ten are the Raiders now. Minus eight and a half is the line there. And another cracker to finish off Super Saturday at the prison. It is the Sharks up against the Bunnies. Big out for them. Nico Hines, I think it was a calf. He's potentially only going to miss a week. But other than that, like we talked about, uh, it's, a, it's a very impressive side, similar to last year. Great replacement in Trindu, who I think will do a, a fine job. And then the bench now, just more leg speed. Oregon Confuci and Jack Williams subbed in for Tolman and Fafita. So I think that's an upgrade in terms of what you get there. So we had to roll those two guys on. McInnes have flexibility with two of those guys being able to play back row as well as middle. And then you've got Wade Graham. Wade Graham can play edge. He could play in the halves if you need to do. He could play 13. 
they're very lucky with uh, the depth they've got there, and it's a great situation to be in. But for Souths, missing a couple of guys to start the year. Liam Knight, we heard his story during the week. Um, you know, good to see that he's dealing with some demons and hopefully gets himself back on the field at some point. But he's not going to be available for a little bit. Havili, I don't know what the injury is yet, but they've got an indefinite tag on him right now. He was very good for them off the interchange last year. And Harme Sele is going to be missing at least for the first week or so. So... 1-13, to 13, they are extremely strong, especially I, I think it's an upgrade having Thompson come under the wing for Milne. Only improves that back line. Ilias, we expect to see some growth. Tola, Burgess, Kalama, Tungi, Arrow, Murray. It's an excellent back row, great halves. Taft brings you that flexibility again off the bench. Uh, and then they've gone with Cheekham, Davey Mawale, and Shaq Mitchell. So I think the one big advantage here, I know Nico is a huge out, but I do like Trindle. But I think the bench is a huge advantage for Cronulla. They're going to get good minutes out of their middle rotation and their forwards and should be able to maintain the rage. I think Demetrio is not going to lean on Mawale or Shaq for big minutes. So it's going to be a lot on Murray, Burgess and Tatola. They have to do a job. Have to do it early. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this sounds crazy or not because I, I highly rate both. But I'm still going to go with the Sharks at the Priz, even with Trindle. Yeah, just, Jesus. Maybe yeah, that, no, yeah, I'm going to go, go, go see us. Yeah, it's just, I think that bench for me is just staring at me like, like I said, I really like Mawale, but he, he barely got more than 20 minutes a game last year where they rolled Chi on, um, you know, they push Arrow into the middle to try and make up some minutes, play him in the back row. Shaq's not going to play big minutes, so I, I just, I look at that Sharks bench and think maybe if they do a job through there and simplify their game, which they will, um, Trindle's more than enough in terms of his kicking and his running game. I think he can do a job. So I'll go to them at the prison. We're split on that one. And the odds of bluebet.com.au, the Sharkies, they're $2.60 outsiders. South's $1.50 favorite, minus five and a half. The line there. And the historic clash, the inaugural game for the Redcliffe Dolphins, or not the Redcliffe Dolphins, they're called the Dolphins, sorry. Just force of habit. Four o'clock, Suncorp on a Sunday, up against the Roosters, who have got plenty of players out. Joey Manu is still missing with that facial fracture. Rhea Hargrave's missing with his back. Corey Allen gets a chance in the centers alongside Joseph Suali'i. Luke Keary returns from that injury in the preseason. They said it was a bit of a head knock, so hopefully that's the end of his woes there. Brandon Smith will play his first NRL game at the nine with that spine fully assembled. Hutchison is back on the bench in that utility role, and with those guys missing in the forwards. The Butcher brothers start in the back row with Radley, Fletcher Baker, Nafahu White, Terrell May make up the rest of that pack. And for the Dolphins, their inaugural team, Wayne Bennett with a big statement today and his comments about Milford having time left, but it's up to him what he wants to do with the time because it's running out. He's being dropped and Isaiah Katoa is going to get his NRL debut round one for the Dolphins. Yeah. So, no issue with it at all, right? I, just think, I think Katoa is just a better player. I think he's Stop. a better player. Better player right now. I, I, think, I know they probably thought, we'll get Milford yeah. just as a bit of insurance to kick it off and the kid will be Hopefully ready. Hopefully we can just build I, him. I just think they've spent a preseason. They've gone, there's no way we can't play this nah. kid. I thought he was good in the World Cup. I think he's proved last year when he was thrown in after basically getting no football at all from the Panthers in that Cup game. Yeah, well, look, I, um, I know I've got really strong ties at the Panthers and there's a few people that have told me that he's... Um, He's as good a player at that age as I've ever seen. Yeah. So to come out of that joint and say that—that's a big. That's a big. I'm um, not going to drop any in, any names. No. But 
to be more than more than two or three people at the Panthers have said that to me. So that's um, a significant rap, and the Dolphins fans should be excited. Definitely, um, but I, I think good halves. I think they've also got the perfect partner for him, though. I think O'Sullivan knows his game, knows what he needs to yeah. do, and he'll take all those pressures away from Isaiah. And Isaiah naturally more plays as a seven, but he's going to get more of that six role instead. He'll be able to pick his moments, get secondary touches, kick when he needs to kick. He's not going to be throwing all the responsibility, no. and that's why they're bored again when we talk about these players. A guy like O'Sullivan because he's probably the perfect transitional halfback. We've seen what he can do with a quality side of the Panthers, but he knows his game. He knows his bread and butter. Uh, Marshall King that veteran forward pack they've got there the Bromwich brothers Gilbert Felice Wallace uh, again I think you're probably bigger worry for them I think is the outside backs like Aitken I, I was surprised wasn't in the starting pack during the trials but he is now News being pushed to a wing Branko Lee Azarko Tabuwa Fido I think they're going to struggle in yardage I think they're going to struggle on set starts and I think they're going to be vulnerable we saw the Titans pull them apart multiple times I think the Roosters, I know round one, you know, you can be clunky and they're a team that's had a lot of guys in the World Cup and a lot of issues, but if they get things right, uh, I think it could get ugly. Agree. Um, mm. But I guess the it's other one... a good time for the Dolphins to get the Roosters. Yeah, I think so too, <clears throat> definitely. Um, another big debut is the kid on the bench. Kurt Donoghue played in the Jersey flag grand final for Newcastle last year. Obviously not signed. He didn't get the top 30 spot, I don't think yet, or was there on a training trial from my memory because I haven't seen him in any lists. He's in the 17. So, young kid who, from the Hunter playing in the, in the grand final in the 5-8 jersey, finds himself in the inaugural 17 for the Dolphins. There you go. So, you know, may, maybe he finds him, they've got those few spots left we talked about the other week, maybe he finds himself getting an upgrade. I don't know if they'll make a late change, but they've got SESE, Nichols, Ray Stone and him on the bench, so he's potentially there, I guess, as a bit of utility value on halves cover. If something happens, but Stone can play middle. He can play on an edge if, if you really need him to. But yeah, I think uh, for their inaugural team, looking at what they've got in the reserve, no one's really surprised me. I think the only other one I, I sort of thought might have been in the mix um, was uh, uh, Lemuelu maybe on the bench because he can cover a couple of positions as well. But um, like we said, I think uh, best time to be getting the Roosters, but I'm still going with them. Yeah. So you're on the Roosters as well. And the odds with this one, with bluebet.com.au, the Dolphins, big outsiders, $6.75. The Roosters, $1.10, minus 7.5. That's a, it's a big line for your first game. And the final game of the round, your boys, the Titans, travel down to Leichhardt for the new era for the Tigers. Uh, and for the Tigers in the back line, they've gone with Naden and Talao in the centres. Staines grabs a wing spot with Ken Marmala injured for now alongside Nofaluma, Laurie, in the one, Dewey and Brooks get to play their first game in the halves with the service and deception of upper side Coruscant, as well as a very handy upgrade in the forward pack. Yutukamanu partners Clemmer, Isaiah Papali'i in the back row with Sean Bloor getting a start. Bateman's just landed this week, so they've ruled him out for round one. And Joe Offenghawi in the 13. The bench was the other point of interest for me. Wasn't sure how they'd make it up, but they've gone with Simpkin, Alex Twall. Fonu Bole and Asua Kapoa, which he played a bit of back rider in the trolls instead of outside backs. Mm. So they're obviously looking at him. Maybe <clears> if, you know, Talao or somebody struggles, they've got an option for back row, outside backs, etc. I thought they might have lent towards, you know, carrying a Saifarth or a Matamua, but the Simpkin one's probably the most intriguing one for me because mm. I just look at Arpi and go, he's your captain, I've paid him to play 80 minutes. I know they talked 
now with Sheens and Benji back that Laurie trained as a half and a fullback and Simpkin trained as a half and a nine and they wanted these guys to be multiple so they could play different positions. But I, It's the Mitch Kenny argument, isn't it? I'm just sitting here now for me going, if RP in their situation with that forward pack, he's not coming off the field. I would have preferred a Matamora or somebody else who can also play other positions. But Matamora can't play nine. No way. Not nine. No. I'd just rather have that sort of utility. Yeah, but the question probably is who's going to cover nine. <clears throat> so maybe Simpkin doesn't get on. Maybe Uppy does play 80. Let's then, just see how it plays out before we... Then I guess really... you've got two middles and a guy who can play center wing back row. That's mm. what they're looking at. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know if you'd be seeing Simpkin but on the Titan side of things. A uh, couple of outside backs missing. Young man who was very impressive during the trials. Olofiana Khan Pereira debuts on the wing. Shop gets his Titans debut. Sammy the other center. Jojo Fafita. Tanner Boyd is the first one to partner. Kieran Foran in the halves. Jolof starts with Tino in the front row. Verrells at nine. Very impressive back row for Fida and for Moore. And Lou locks the scrum in the benches. Jaden Campbell, Aaron Clark, and Mo- Moiaki, and Joe Stimson. What do you think here? This this one I think is a hard one to tip. Yeah, I'm going to go the Titans. Yep. I'm not buying into the... The Tigers? No, not until I see it for... A good period of time, but it's Leichhardt Sunday night. It's not Sunday Six afternoon. Six o'clock, yeah. So, well, so it's essentially daylight Sunday saving. afternoon. Oh, like yeah. Daylight savings is not over yet, is it? No, it's not, not over For a couple no. more weeks. So. Not until Easter, I think. I'm going to go with the Tigers, but more the things you've just said. I think Leichhardt rocking round one. I think there would just be a lot more NOS in the situation. I, I like bits of what I've seen from your mob. Uh, I like in, our forward pack. In the off-season, I really like your back row. I still think you're a middle short. Um but, yeah, I think this is a, a a big game sort of where these two teams are at, where a lot of people think they're at. Yeah. To get an idea. So, flip a coin, but I'm going the Tigers. You're going to go the Titans? Yep. Uh, and the odds of this one to wrap things up for round one of the NRL with bluebet.com.au. The Tigers are slight favourites. $1.70 at home at Leichhardt. The Gold Coast Titans at the moment, $2.10. Uh, and the line there is minus two and a half. So... First week of tips, Tigers, Titans, and Sharks, Souths, the ones we got different. So, pretty unanimous for the most part, um, but there you go. What game are you most looking forward to? Is there one that stands out for you? Oh, Sharks, Rabbitohs. I, I, I'd agree. I think that's probably the one. I was I was excited for Thursday, but with Parra and the Storm missing so many players, I still think it'd be a good game, but it didn't, yeah, just didn't expect such a heavy toll. I might get to one, two, three, maybe none. I don't know. See how the weekend pans out. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely be at um, Manly yeah, Canterbury. You're going to be there. Um, yeah, but I'll hang around. I won't. I won't be booting off early. I'll I'll hang around to watch that game. That'll be good. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, maybe Parramatta on Thursday night, Penrith on Friday night. They're both possible. I think we're going to do our captains run at Brookvale on Friday morning. So. That'll free up Friday night. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. Good stuff. I was hoping to go Eel Storm, but see what happens there. Um, and I wanted to come see your mob on the weekend, but I don't know if that's going to be possible at this point in time, but we'll see what pans out. But for the back half to finish off this podcast, our overs-unders, we do that with our season predictions every year. They were not available the other day, but they're up now on bluebet.com.au. So we're going to run through them, hopefully uh, find some more winners for the punters. And for 
hopefully our own wallets, but... Your wallet. My wallet. I can't bet, mate. Again, mate. Just talking. If I could get this to load, that would be great, but... At the moment, it doesn't want to work for me, so... Good times. I've got some written down, so why not? Just roll off what you got written down. Let's just roll what I've got here. I don't know why you're even looking at that. The Roosters. Over under for season 2023 is 16 and a half. How many games are they playing? Let's, let's get, let's, so it's 27 rounds, three buys, 24 games. Is that right? Yeah. So the amount of games that they're actually playing isn't, hasn't changed. No, it's just been stretched okay. out because yeah. of origin. More buys. Trying to make more buys. Another team. Working for the other okay, team. Okay, so 24 is still the number. Yeah. So 16, 16 and so a half. they have to win 17 games. 17 and 7 record. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go over. I've gone over. Yeah. So I think with that one again, if you think top four, in 2022, the top four teams won 20 games down to 16. Mm. Fifth, eighth were 15 and 14. It was very log jammed. Yeah. The year prior, it was very top heavy. The top four was 21, 21, 20, and 16. And the bottom half was 16, 15, 12, and 10, where eighth position got in on draws. Yeah, I don't care about that. So, I, I more care about last year. The Roosters won 15 games. And I think they had a pretty shaky year so essentially saying they're going to win two more games I think I'd expect them to improve by two more games yeah and I, I guess even with the rough start they've got the ideal opposition this week yeah. um, I don't know who they're playing the next two weeks and if those guys are back in but again Spine hopefully goes to another level with Brandon Smith Manu Suoliti all these guys sort of there at the moment you'd think you'd see a little bit more improvement for a couple of those young forwards I'm with you and the odds with that one at the moment the over with Bluebet is favoured at a dollar eighty, the under is a dollar ninety five. And you know what? Like, if you want to get really technical with your betting, I'd be looking at teams who are going to play teams twice who you think you're going to struggle. So look, yeah. I've got, you know, I think the Dolphins are going to struggle. I think the Dragons and Newcastle are going to struggle. So I'd be looking at teams who play the Dolphins twice, the Dragons twice, and the Newcastle twice. When I did mine, I literally write down the draw teams they do play twice, and then figure out a bracket pending yeah. Origin and who they come up against. And to be honest. Well, I, th- I, don't, I don't look at any of that, but everyone, I'm not going to be gambling. I know, one, but, but every one of mine was literally within one game. Um, if you want to, yeah, if you're going to do your research, that'll be somewhere where I'll be looking. I think the Dolphins were at five and a half. I had them in between six and seven. And I think the only other one I was off on was Penrith because I looked at origin effect, this, that, and the other. I had them more around. Well, I think this. I got you in the over-unders last year. No, we were both even. We had 12 apiece. Was it? I've still 12 still, 12 still pretty good. I have a look, but... I'm pretty sure we're even at 12 each, but first one there, we agree. Overs on the Roosters, and at the moment, that is the one that's been bet by the punters for bluebet.com.au. The Broncos, this one, very touch and go for me. It's 13 and a half. So this is whether, to me, you think they're in the eight or not. If they're not, I think you're under. Well, they won 13 last year. And I didn't pick them in my eight, so for that reason... I've got them staying just about where they are, so I'm going to say... I said under. Well, I think if Adam Reynolds plays every game, they go over. No doubt in my mind. Yep. But I'm going to gamble that he's not going to play ever again. Yeah. And that there's some off-field chat and, and some things that are already floating around, so I'm going to say under. Yeah. And that this is one of those ones I looked at and was like... You so they won 13 pitch. last year and they missed the eight. Yeah, and they so lost they could, six yeah. of their last seven or whatever it was. They well and truly should have gone over, but yeah. a couple of signings, let off season noise, Reynolds potentially already under a cloud. Um, yeah, and the odds on that one, exactly that with Blue Bet. They've been bet down... The under is a dollar seventy-five. The over is two dollars. Yeah, right. So people agreeing there, maybe a little bit worried about 
some of the noise coming out at the Broncos. Uh, let's go with the Cowboys. The Cowboys at 15 and a half. I'm over. 15 and a half for the Cowboys. They yeah. won 17 last year here. Yeah, I think they're going to at least do what they did last year. And maybe, maybe they slide, uh, slide a little bit through origin, but I still think they'll win at least 16. Mm. And again, 16 and eight. Two out of every three. That's what I looked at yeah. and thought they handled that period last well, last year well. They had yeah. four or five. Then by the end, they had seven involved in a couple of injuries and they navigated it. So I think they they should be better prepared this time around. Um, and with Blue Bet, the over at the moment is a dollar ninety. The under slightly favoured at a dollar eighty five. So punters are a little bit torn on that one, but I still think there's upside in growth. So I took the over. I think in similar to you, sixteen and eight or more. Wouldn't surprise me, and I had them in my top four. So between the top four, generally you're talking 15, yeah, 16 minimum. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Cowboys, we are both on the over. Newcastle, Newcastle are uh, seven and a half under. And I think what were they last year? Oh, Six. Seven. Six. Six wins. So they could win one more game and uh, still go under. I'm, I'm going under. I, I, yeah, I don't want to pile on Newcastle, but I think there's some concerns at the new, at the Knights. Yeah, I, I think this was one that when I did it and actually looked at their draw and what was involved, I had them maybe a win over, but at the same time, again, where I put them on my ladder, I can't do that. So for me, I went with the under, and again, that was basically bang on seven. But this this is one where we'd surprise if they won eight or nine, but... To me, they're still going to be down the bottom. Yeah, I can't see. Um, but for now, I've gone with the under as well. I can't get that one to load, unfortunately, so can't do the odd at the moment, but I'll get back to that one. Uh, the Bulldogs. This was one for me again. Big jump, considering, but I think last year, what they ended up finishing on? They had six or seven wins in the end. Who? The Bulldogs. Seven. It's jumped up to 11.5 for the Bulldogs, but I went under. I still stick by what I said the other week. What's what's their over under? Eleven and a half. Like if they win ten games or eleven oh, games man. again, I don't have them in my eight. So if they're not my eight and they're finishing, that's, that's the, yeah, it's yeah. borderline. But twelve used to get you in. We're basically saying they have to make win twelve games and be in the eight or at the bottom of the eight. So what is it? Eleven and a half. Eleven so and a half. Eleven and thirteen. Yeah, I think they'll probably end up somewhere around that. I'm under. That's my. I'll go under, but I think that's, that one's going to be really close. Yeah, it is very close. Um, again, that that's one that can go either way, but a lot depends on it. But to start off already, missing those middles without question marks off it, still not sold on the fact they've got all their pieces to the puzzle of their spine yet. And while they've signed some big names or they've got some star power there, I don't think their depth's great. So I think, again, it's still going to be a growth and development year. But for me, if I'm the Bulldogs, I want to win. My aim is to get double digits. If we hit 10, some guys play good football. I think I heard today they've got Still six or seven spots for next year. They reckon they've got enough money to get in the marquee player. If you Preston's, your Alamotti's, Param works out, these kind of guys work out to be good for you. I think it's another year where you're building towards being a top eight side in 2024. Yeah. So, so the odds over $11.50, under dollar eighty five. All right. So punters are preferring the under. The under. Slightly. Newcastle Slightly. Uh, was $1.87 each of two. Okay. So over split under. at the moment but for the punters. Yeah. Uh, next up was Dragons. This was a straight under. 
for me. I, I thought last year when I read their record, I think they went 12, didn't they? Seven and a half again. Yeah, they went 12 and 12 last year. I couldn't believe that. Um, 12 and 12. On yeah. reflection, this They're year. They're going nowhere near that, in my opinion, this no, year. No, I think, again, seven. How many, yeah, how many of those games did Ben Hunt? Yeah. Like, he almost and won the day. He needs to do that again. They've already got a couple of injuries. Depth, again, underwhelming. Forward pack, underwhelming. One to seven, there's some good players. But again, um, Noah Moan, Sullivan going to stay healthy. He's had hamstring problems. Forward pack is the, is the real concern for me, the depth there. So this one was an easy under for me. Under. Both on the under. And with bluebet.com.au, what's the market there? $1.75 under, $2 over. So there you go. Punters are heavy on that one as well. And in agreements. Parramatta was one I found, again, awkward that would split people. It's 13 and a half. I had them at eight, so I went over. The last few years, the eight, to get into the eight, you've needed to be, you know, last year it was 14 wins. So I've gone 14. Um, 14 to get in, I'm going under. If you've got them out, though, yeah, you're looking under. 13 and 11. So that's the first one we're different on. I'm over. You were under. What about the odds split on that one? Which one are the punters preferring? uh, $1.95 over. $1.80 $1.80 under. So there you go. Bookie, uh, the <clears throat> punters are still liking the overs and thinking they're a finals team with bluebet.com. No, no, they're thinking under. I thought you said over. $1.80 under. Okay. $1.95 over. Sorry, there you go. So the punters think they're going to be borderline on the eight then. Yep. There you go. 13 might still be enough to get you in, but you don't know. The other one for me, and again, I know Panther fans might be mad. I still think they'll be right up there. Um, but 18 and a half, I just couldn't go that far this year. I think 20 wins, 21 wins or what they've had the last few years. 18 and 6 still sounds like a very good record. Well, they man. won 20 games last year and they had Cleary for, what, 12 games? Hmm. But you're taking out kick out, you're taking out No, I, out, I understand so. that. I think that number last year was extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be going under. I reckon 18 and 6, was, like I said, would be a great record. 18 and 6, that would probably still win in the minor premiership. Close to. 18 and 6 was Cronulla, who finished second last year. So. And I have fifth, so I'm more thinking 15, 16 wins, which is still a very good record. Yeah, I, I'd so. be thinking 16 and 8, somewhere around that. Um, and my main point is, like I said, less depth this year, had no injuries, fight, got an injury straight away with May. I don't know, a wing is a position yeah. generally you can replace, but Origin, you're still looking easily, I think. The halves, Toto, Martin and Yo, so that's five straight away. And then depending outside back makeup yeah. or anyone else. But like, it never, what it is now is never what it ends up being. I know, so, but I'm just saying. There's a yeah, couple. It's $1.87 each, so. I can't see any way that Nathan, Martin, a couple of those guys aren't there bar injury, which would be even worse for Panthers because that means they're missing extended time. But that one I thought, yeah, under straight away. Um, what are the. $1.87. Split? Yep. There you go. So the punters are split on that one with bluebet.com.au. South, uh, 15 and a half. I like the over because I obviously had them in my top four. Yeah, over. What did they come last year? They had 15 wins, didn't they? Or 14 wins, considering no Latrell for an extended period. They had other injuries 14, in their spine. 14 wins. Murray missed the start of the year. Origin hit him, and then they got a bit of a run. I, I think they can't start anywhere near as worse, yeah. surely. Six, I've got to win at least 16. So we're saying they're picking up two wins, and they had a <laughs> terrible start last season. So... Um, we're both on the sixteen over. was enough to get in the four last year, so I've got them. I've got them in my four. What are the punters preferring there? Dollar eighty seven split. Split again. All right. So even there on blue bet. The Raiders at twelve and a half. This one again just depends on what you think. I have them jump getting into the eight and holding that spot similar to last year at seventh. They've got the easiest draw according to Fox Sports Lab and the double ups and all that sort of stuff we've talked about. I only think again that a Whitener or a Papaliti will be Origin players. Barra Hudson Young. And they're guys that play limited minutes or in a position where they can back up. 
bar again injuries or things just being a total disaster, I think they go over. E2? So I went the overs there at 12.5, so you're talking so 13 So over, over 12.5, $2.05, under $1.72. All right. So, so heavily favoured to go under. The punters are thinking uh, they're going to go under. Yep. It's a blue bet there. And that's, that's more on what you saw against the Tigers. Yeah. I would think. Like, I don't know yeah. what the market was before that. Well, there wasn't well, even a market up. So. Would you agree that you probably haven't heard any more chatter than you have this year because it's been fully heard televised, nothing. the preseason challenge? Like, usually, you used to see results, barely have any highlights, and people would talk about it, and you wouldn't read a thing into it. We had this two-week challenge all yeah, on there's, TV. There's both. There's an overreaction and an underreaction mm. to a lot of So, it. I think this is the first time I've seen a lot more in that regard. Uh, this is another hard one for me. It was Manly at 11.5, and, and my under is purely the fact that I three of the last four seasons, Tommy Trevojevic hasn't finished. Yeah, I've got him over. 11.5 so, is a number. $1.80 to go over. $1.95 to go under. So, favoured to go over. Yeah, and I can say this one with a disclaimer right now. This is one I'm looking at purely on that one fact. If he plays the whole year, they're going over. Yeah, of course. But, again. I, think, I don't think there'd be anyone that would argue that. Things have been on my side in the last few years that, again, it's, it hasn't panned out that way. So I'm hoping that's the case. And they look like they were playing some good footy without him and even DC being there. But um, I'm, I just can't bank on that. Hence why when we talked about it, 8th and 9th, or 9th or 10th around that mark was based off that. So uh, punters there obviously liking them to go over, which yeah. is saying that a lot of people have been talking on the radio and here, there, and everywhere the last few days that they're the sort of team that's going to pull into that 8th spot. So... Interested to see how that pans out this year. The Sharkies at 15.5, that was an over for me. I, I know Hines is missing this week, but again, good replacement. It's a harder game. If they clean up the other parts of their game um, against lower opposition, Origin, again, we talked about it. There's limited guys there, Bar like a Nico playing a 14 role where he could back up. I, I, I don't really see Bar huge collapse in injuries and health but anyway they don't go 16 and well, 8 they won 18 games last year yeah and they're actually a dollar seventy-five to go under $2 to go over 15 and a half I've got them going over yeah I like the over big there so mm. uh, with bluebet.com.au I'd be getting on that the $2 side of things the Melbourne Storm 16 and a half this was an easy under for me I, I just think again I said it before Nine missing already from the top 30. Yeah, couple of 15 them are, last year. Yeah, some are going to be missing for a few weeks. And that injury cloud didn't hit last year until, say, mid-season. So I think here, slower start, rough mid-season. I think they'll be in the eight, but I had them six for a reason. 16 and eight, I reckon Melbourne would be wrapped with that. Oh, I think, given, like I said, what we're going to be yeah, starting with. I've got them under. And the odds over is $1.95, under is $1.80. Yeah. So most people are favouring under. Yeah, and again, I, I see no way that they aren't a team that's in the top eight, but I think there's just a few hurdles already. Um, the Papenhausen timeline, health of their forwards, you know, it's already missing Sims and Olam and Tui, like we've talked about. They, they need to get some guys back and they need them to stay on the field. Because by the back end of last year, like we said, they had, multi, they had 14, I think, missing in the top squad, yeah. which is incredible. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely like the under there and agree. With Blue Bet and the punters on that one. Titans, um, eight and a half. I think this was another one where my number was basically bang on. So I went the under at eight, but I think I'm going to be wrong. Oh, I, really? I, I, yeah, think, no. I think they'll hit nine or ten. I can't see that happening. Oh, the heavy over. Um, and the over is a favorite, dollar eighty under, dollar ninety five. Again, it was only based more off my ladder, which. Last I had... year they won six. They're 
Much better team this year, I think. I had them 13th, and 13th the last two years has won six games and eight games. So mm. I've more based off where I put them, yeah, what cool. I looked at. Um, but I'm with you. But again, health. If foreign and Verrills are healthy, get that team going. Yeah, right that's direction. every time. Yeah, I know that. But they haven't. I thought last year they just absolutely sent Sexton to the Wolves with no help in the spine. Now they've got help in the spine. If those guys are on the field, I can easily see them getting to a 10 or 11 mark. Or Again, best form all year. They could play finals football. But I'm, I'm going off those other points. So I've gone under. And that one, again, a bit like the Manly one is one I've really looked at. And Brisbane, they're probably the three where I was like, uh, touch and go. Uh, Warriors, eight and a half, I went under. I was bang on the eight. I think, again, I like a lot of the players. What is it? Eight and a half? Eight and a half. Yeah, I'd, I'd go. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I like the guys they brought in. But again, just spine-wise, I think Chance is, you know, a good effort player. Egan solid. Are they going to be able to rely on Johnson all year? Martin there. You know, like Barnett, these kind of guys, they contribute to the forward pack. But Jackson Ford getting a start. Bench maybe a little light on. I, I see it as a development year and they'll... Yeah, I'll say under, but I reckon the number's right on. Yeah, I think, again, they're another team. To me, it wouldn't surprise me if they won nine or ten games. Um, and I think, again, the fact they're home scares me more. Dollar uh, eighty-seven split. Yeah, that, the home factor scares me. I think they'll get a few wins. Just on that alone, so... Who have we got left? The last team, or the last two teams. We'll go to the, we'll go to the Tigers first. They're nine and a half. So this one again. <laughs> Under. Is pending what you think. So a lot of people are talking about the impact that an half four year. games last year. Yeah. It's been significant upgrading the forward packet at nine. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of, double their wins to eight. A lot of people are questioning, you know, the effect that Arpy in particular has had in the past for a Cherry Evans, for Nathan and Luai. Can he have that for Brooks? And Dewey, and you're never going to get a better opportunity as a player like a Dewey or a Brooks playing behind this forward pack and this nine. And is that enough? I'm not on the, the bandwagon like some are. I've heard some people put them in their top eight. Um, I think they'll definitely won't avoid the spoon, but I think, again, this is right on the money. So I've got nine, and I went under. I went under. So I'd be shocked if they won eight games, and I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Mm. That's my humble. And what are the punters like? Sorry, the punters over nine and a half dollar ninety five under nine and a half dollar eighty. Okay, so the punters with blue bet agree um, about the under and the last one we've got here. This one's rough. It's five and a half for the Dolphins. Yeah, under. So I went under, but again, when I did the numbers, looked at the draw, who are they beating? I think they could beat St George, Newcastle, Newcastle and I think if you give me a second here, um, you know, who do they run into at Origin? Twice. They play Newcastle twice, the Dragons twice, the Titans twice, the Warriors twice, Canberra twice. And yeah. then on the harder end, they play Broncos, Roosters, Cowboys twice. They have everybody else once. So yeah. they'd have to go, you know. No, I'm going under. Double up on. If they won five games, Wayne Bennett would be doing backflips. Well, looking at this, you'd be saying. That'd be more wins than the West Tigers last year if, who won the if they jagged one against the Warriors, Newcastle, Dragons, and say a Tigers or Dogs, there's five right there. So five five games, yeah, right. And then you had the Titans, the Knights, the Warriors won six games last year. The the Tigers won four. Mm. I, I just can't see them getting anywhere near that t- sort of win total when you base we put their roster against those teams' rosters from last year. I know it's not the same season. No. But I think it's a more even competition. I so think, we're expecting a lot of those teams to improve. 
Like Bulldogs were expecting to improve. Titans were expecting to improve. Uh, Tigers, Warriors were expecting to improve. Knights were probably thinking it'll be pretty similar around the six win mark. And we've got, you know, the Dragons is probably the one that we're looking at going. We expect them to slide. Yeah. But are they going to slide enough to be beaten by the Dolphins? I think the harder one for me is that mid-table. The numbers they've given there aren't very generous, and there's a lot of teams there, I think, that are pushing for, say, yeah. that 7-13 to 13 gap. There's a couple of teams there, easily you get burned very quickly. Like, again, I know we don't agree with it, but I can I can see a world where if the forward pack hits and the halves are better with RP, they do win 10 games, or you know the Eagles go all the way into the finals. Like, there's a few there that are really... Chop and change for me. Mm. But the Dolphins, it was just, I think it was more the number. The number, I was like five and a half. That's harsh. Like, and Origin, you know, who's who's playing Origin for the Dolphins? Who do they play during that time? Yeah. They, that's the sort of thing that got me there thinking, oh man, if you play all those teams once and you've got a couple of good teams to double up on, like six or seven, maybe. That's sort of what I've written down. So in my numbers, I had them on the over, but I had them for the wooden spoon. So I'm going to go under. Yeah. Um, so in the end, they're looking at difference. Eels, we disagreed. I'm over. You're under. Uh, Manly, again, like I said, it's more based off Tom, but I think that's the one that really stared me in the face, and I thought, I I think if, if, if all goes well, he, they're, they're definitely going over, and they'll be pushing for the eight. And the Titans were different under over. The other 13, we agree on. Or 14, we agree on. Sorry, I've got to include the Dolphins there. So there you go. Cool. That, there's our over-unders for 2023. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with the true blue bookie. Uh, first charity bet, I'll have to have a bit of a look and keep your eyes peeled for the fifth and last best bet on the app. It is under Bluey's specials. So... Got freedom there of whether we want to chuck in a multi or just a straight up bet or whatnot, but we'll be looking to provide something each week that'll hopefully put some money in your pockets and uh, have a bit of fun along the way. Putting those together and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the first week. Like I said, have a quick preview of round one, go through the games there and our thoughts, predictions and tips and then do our overs, unders. We've talked about some of those signings and whatever else is sort of been going on. And next week, we'll be back into the thick of it. Set of six, looking at the games. There'll be plenty out of round one. Again, I think generally people like to overreact after one week of football. Mm. Um, As we like to say, generally you want to wait for that first sort of month or six weeks before you can sort of get a bit of a grasp on where you think teams are heading and obviously health and form along the way. But really excited for this 2023 season and probably more that point that we said before, I know Roosters have added one or two bits, but they've been hard up for luck. Cowboys and Souths haven't really added anyone, but should have improvement, as do the Sharks. Panthers lose a couple. Storm have got some injury. Like, I just really think we'll see a lot more competitiveness in the top four, in the battle for the eight, and especially that sort of log jam now where you see the improvements. Like, I'd add honestly, I've got the Warriors 15th. I think a bit would have to go right, but... Down to them, the Knights, Spine, Titans, Titans, all those signings there. I, I think there's going to be a lot of shuffle early on in those tight positions, especially that middle sort of 7 down to 13, 14. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, it just makes it all the more interesting because there's been nothing worse the last few years to say the top four, a blowout, the top eight almost sorted. Then a few years before that, we used to have maybe one or two spots open. I really think this could be our best log jam in tussles for all those sort of categories. 
and I really hope that's the case. Yeah, I agree. Um, it yeah. just makes it more interesting every week, and it makes it more important as things go along when you're reflecting, oh, that game was important, or this was important. It just hasn't felt that way the last few years. Just, you know, it's been one or two teams, maybe like, oh, Parramatta missed the four because of this shit loss or something like that. There hasn't been a lot of critical games you could reflect on and go, oh, that's why they missed the eight, they missed the four, they ended up at ninth, etc. I really do think we, we could be in for that sort of year. So, yeah. again, um, anything else to add, mate? No. Looking forward to... Uh, yeah, it'll be good. Don't overreact to... Yeah. What don't happens on the weekend? And I think the other thing we always say, if you're going to have a punt, don't blow your wad the first month in particular. Yeah. Get a bit of a, a form line. If you really like something, stick with singles. Don't go crazy on multis and try scorers and all these other things. Early doors, if you got some bread and butter, a few you like, stick solid. That's what I'd be doing. Um, other than that, excited to see some football. Hopefully get to see your mob, fingers crossed. If not, I'll be definitely out in the next couple of weeks to have a look. Um, and just happy that the football's back, as I'm sure everybody is. 100%. So, thank you, Bluebet. Thank you, Hyundai, Sinclair, Penrith, Toby and the crew. Get you moving. Sinclair, so, Hyundai. Sinclair, Hyundai. Go see Toby and the crew. They're telling the fifth and last set you. They'll get you moving. And again, we know those bills, like I say, all the time, they're going up. I know a lot of people are critical about the rate that you get, but I'm telling you right now, if you get a decent system, quality system, like one from Penrith Solar Centre, they'll talk you through all the numbers what comes back and give you a rough idea about uh, what you're going to end up with your bill. We're basically all down to credits or close to, for the most part, with what we've got installed. And again, I still think it's one of the best long-term investments for your house, so Penrith Solar Centre. There, Boxhead, nice to be sitting back with you. I know we've already done the season preview, but looking forward to another big year here on the potty. Uh, and for everybody out there, like we also said a lot more content coming. Keep interacting with those pre-season prediction posts. I've got two more teams left to go. I think I left over the Panthers and Souths. And then we've got to post up our season predictions post where you get to tell us your premiers, minors, your blue bet, $100 best bet, wooden spoon, etc. So that'll be up over the next couple of days to interact with. And there'll be more regular posting throughout the season during the weeks. Um, so yeah, a lot more interaction this year, a lot more content and looking into uh, some more YouTube stuff and obviously getting some more stories and reels up with some footage and breaking down some stuff, hopefully, on Instagram once I become a little more tech-savvy. We'll get on to it. So there we go. For now, everybody, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where are you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.